Welcome to Listening Well. I'm your host, Stephanie. And today I speak to the Kale sisters, Millie and Maya Kale, the founders of Moom Health. Moom Health creates expert-backed natural remedies for the modern Asian woman. So whether you're starting on your gut health journey or you're looking for more natural ways to manage your PMS symptoms, you know how nasty that can be. All of Moom's products and educational resources are designed to provide the quality, expertise, and efficacy women have been looking for in the supplement aisle. And I really loved talking to these two because I found out a lot of interesting facts. A lot of research being done in the supplement industry is actually targeted or done on men or women in the Western world. And obviously because of our difference in environment and when we eat and how we live, I think that it's important that research be done in this part of the world as well so that we can take the supplements that we need. So I had a wonderful conversation with Millie and Maya. I hope that you enjoy it too. Welcome, Millie and Maya Kale, the Kale sisters (laughs) from Moom Health. So lovely to have you here on the Listening Well podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes. So... I, you came back into my life, Millie, and you, I think I didn't know you, Maya, back no, in high school, no, but no. I knew Millie in high yeah. school. Yes. And it was at the Soma House opening. Yeah. I was like, I recognize that <laughs> face, but you looked so different from when it's I remember you in high school. It's the moon. It's the glow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just remember you looking so vibrant and you'd slimmed down a lot and you just had a whole different glow about you. Well, thank you. That's wow. very nice yeah, of you. Yeah. I mean, but that was, you know, how many years ago back in high school, yeah. right? So why don't you guys tell me about, you know, what the years leading up to Moom Health were like yeah, for yeah. the both of you? Yeah. I mean, I can start. So I'm Millie. Um, We started Moom a year and a half ago, but prior to Moom, I've always been in the education space. So I worked in both nonprofit and then consulting, um, always in education, both primary and then like higher college education. So very much focused in that realm. Um, And then, yeah, when COVID kind of hit, I think everybody's world turned upside down. And so Maya and I had always wanted to start something together. I had always wanted to start a CPG product. Maya had always wanted to do something in the women's health space. And COVID was the first time that we were in the same place at the same time in over 10 years, years, basically since high school. So yeah, it was kind of the perfect time for us to actually start brainstorming. But I'll let Maya tell a little bit about herself. Yeah, so I'm Maya. Millie and I are sisters. Um, So my background is kind of in startups, I was doing a little bit of marketing and community, but have always been super interested in women's health. So studied women's health in college, and then have had a lot of women's health experiences myself. Um, And as Millie mentioned, she moved back during the pandemic, like the height of it. And we had a lot of time spent together. And she had always, again, wanted to do a product-based company. And I had always wanted to do something in the women's health space based on the experiences I had. And so we kind of sat down and just had a lot of time together after so long. And we're just thinking of different business ideas, thinking of like how big we wanted things to be, how small we wanted things to be, but really figuring out, okay, where does our passion lie? And where do we feel like there's this huge gap? And so... um, to cut the short story a little short, um, essentially what we came up with was uh, what you see Moom as today, but it did take a long time to get there. And I mm-hmm. think 
the biggest way we were able to kind of get started was we were looking at experiences that we had ourselves. And so what were things that we had gone through in our lives that we wish we could have had a solution to? And so we kept going back to this one experience that I had um, when I was diagnosed with PCOS. So PCOS is a hormonal imbalance. It stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome, can sometimes also be known as PCOD. Um, and essentially, it's a hormonal imbalance that can affect your period regulation. It can affect different experiences, like physically and mentally as well. So for me, I was 15, and the first period I ever got, like from then on, was irregular. So I think the first time I got it, it lasted like three days, and then I got it two weeks later, and it was a week long, and then I got it three months later, and it was a month long. And so I had kind of known that it was an issue basically from day one. Um, but irregular periods are just one part of it. And so as I continued to kind of grow up and go through puberty, I was experiencing things like super thick facial hair on my face, um, thinning hair on my head, really moody around my period in a way that wasn't necessarily like just a normal PMS. Not that PMS is normal. I was going to say, because <laughs> it's kind of normal now. I'm like, don't talk to me 10 days before my period. Just don't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah, but you also get like super painful periods and then, then the last thing that you would look at in a diagnosis with PCOS is maybe not the last thing, but one of the things is also if you have cysts in your ovaries. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't have to have cysts to be diagnosed with PCOS. And so I ended up having cysts, so I kind of have like the whole gamut, but um, it can show up in people in different ways. But the, the problem was I had gone to the doctor and kind of said, okay, like what can we do about this? And I was given the birth control pill. Um, and so I was 15 on the pill, and at the time I was totally fine with it. Um, and I, I was just like, okay, great, this will solve a lot of the issues that I'm having. But essentially what the pill does is it kind of gives you this like regulated period every month, and it might not necessarily cure all your problems. And so after being on it for a really long time, I started feeling a lot of side effects. I just wasn't feeling myself. It, I felt like I was getting a lot of anxiety, um, and I just wanted to look for an alternative. Okay. And yeah, I feel like the pill has a lot of weird effects for different people, right? Like one of my friends got like crazy cellulite that grew around her legs, even though she was super active, but people prescribe it to clear their skin. So yeah. for some people it's great. Yeah. Interesting. So when just Maya, really quickly, when you were studying women's health in college, what aspect of women's health were you studying? Yeah. So I was very much on the policy side of things. So interested in going into like international development and looking at the policy side of women's health. So how it could affect, you know, different countries and the governmental structures, how policies from a health organization could affect different aspects of women's health. So not necessarily on like the clinical side of it. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Millie, what, what about Maya's story sparked interest in you? Well, I mean, I think it's funny because sometimes I actually tell Maya's PCOS story because it really was this family affair. And yeah. even though <laughs> I wasn't in the same place as her. I had like, gra I was graduating from high school and I had gone off to college. We had like, our group chat was just 24 seven. Like, how do we figure this out? Maya has, is on the pill. It helped her for a while. And I think it actually helped for a decent amount of time, but it really was like when those side effects start to hit. And I think, like you said, the pill does affect everybody very differently. It can have amazing benefits, of course, like, any pharmaceutical drug, but it can also, you know, if there is a natural alternative, I think after about seven or eight years, it got to the point where Maya and my parents and even I was like, okay, maybe you do need to find a more natural alternative to this. And so 
I think that was what really stuck to me. And then when I was 28, I had this like bout of hormonal acne that I was like this blessed child that never had acne as a kid. I never really like had skin issues and maybe I took it for granted. And then when I turned 28, it was just like horrible acne and red, swollen, like what you get as a 13 year old. But I was, you know, 15 years later. Um, And again, I was living in the U.S. The first thing you're prescribed is Roaccutane. And I had just heard so many horror stories. The fact that I had to, you know, do such regular blood tests. I had to do like mental health sessions with um, professionals just to make sure that I was like safely consuming this uh, pill kind of freaked me out a little bit, for lack of a better word. So I just said, I'm going to try to find something more natural. And as we were kind of discussing our stories together, obviously PCOS being a much larger issue than acne, and luckily that does have solutions, um, I realized, and both of us realized, that there were so many women that face different um, women's health issues and are oftentimes looking for natural alternatives, but either don't know where to go, don't have the time to see hundreds of practitioners to be able to figure something out for them. And then even if they are able to figure it out, don't know where to actually purchase the um, ingredients, don't know if the quality is good, if it's been tested, whatever it may be. So that was kind of what was like that tipping point that made us think, okay, yeah, let's like start our, boom. <laughs> our light bulb yeah. moment. Got it. So yeah. you guys found the problem, right? You guys mm-hmm. were like, okay, here's this women's health thing that we want to tackle. And then what? And then where did you go? And then how, how did you, how did this yeah. blossom? Where did you find your experts? How did you find your ingredients? Tell yeah, me, tell so I mean, me. the first step was knowing that we weren't going to be the formulators of anything um, because we felt like the, the supplements or like the remedies that were out on the market like weren't made for Asian women. women. They weren't made for the types of people that we talk to on a daily basis. They weren't made for us. Like oftentimes they're tested in the U.S. or they're tested on our Western counterparts or on men. And so we were like, okay, how can we build this Avengers team, essentially of practitioners that come from different fields? So Millie had an experience with skin. Let's find a dermatologist. Maya had an experience with PCOS. Who are the naturopaths and nutritionists that can kind of help do that? And so the first step was like finding these Avengers. And um, we did that in a couple of ways. Like one, we relied on people that we had experienced ourselves Um, And we had gone to. And then second, we just looked for top nutritionists, naturopaths, dermatologists, gynecologists in the field that really understood women of our age as well. So really looking at like the millennial woman at the time. Um, And just to jump in, it was a lot of like hit and miss, right? Like we were just cold emailing. We were calling. We were like setting up appointments to meet these doctors and then being like, actually, nothing's wrong with us right now. We just want to talk to you about this idea we have. And so... It was a lot of back and forth, but I think at the end of the day, we were able to find this core team of six women, actually, they're all women, that um, really understood Moom's vision and kind of had experience formulating, but then also had experience kind of working with a host of different women's, women in Asia in particular. So, yeah, so I want to ba- yeah. ask you a little more about that. Mm-hmm. You target the modern Asian women, right? And, you, and it was interesting that you said, Maya, that... Uh, most of the research had been for your, our white, our Western counterparts or men mm-hmm. even. I mean, is this a fact that most research or at least the, how the supplements are formed now are based on research not made for the Asian woman? I mean, that's true for supplements, but it's also true for medicine in general. So, I mean, it's... So how is it different? I mean, because, I mean, technically, right, I mean, if we think 
down to the physiology and the anatomy, you know, we all have the same organs. We have yeah. the same cells. We have the same processes. Um, how would doing research for an Asian woman be different from a Western woman? Is it sort of environment-based? Yeah, I think there are two things. So I would say the first step is the difference between men and women, and actually majority of funding for pharmaceutical, natural, or non-natural remedies, uh, minerals, whatever it may be, is 90% of the time done on men. So there are insane studies that you can find that speak to cardiovascular issues and um, drugs that have been tested for cardiovascular issues on men when in even a country like the U.S., most cardiovascular issues actually hit women. So this drug is not even really tested on women. So that's kind of the first point. And then I would say to your second point, what's the difference it's exactly what you're saying. It's environment, it's diet, it's the way that we live. It's also, you know, I mean, something that we learned literally as we were formulating and developing was, so our chief naturopath sits and formulator sits in Australia, um, but has a lot of experience working with women in this region. And the amount of magnesium that she had formulated and choose to source in our particular original magnesium formulation was what you would typically get on a counter. It was a very particular form of magnesium, so it's a slightly easier to digest. Um, but what we very quickly realized was it was still not being able to be digested. Um, and when we by, went by our by community. our community, yeah, okay. Um, and this is something very common with magnesium. Magnesium is one of those minerals a lot of people can't take. It like hurts their stomach. They have to run to the bathroom, whatever it may be. And I was like one of those people. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, And what we quickly realized and pivoted very quickly was we spoke to our naturopath and our formulation and R&D team, and they were like, maybe it's too much magnesium for like the average woman's size Mm. in this region, or we're getting a bit of magnesium through our diet, maybe not enough, but we are getting a bit, so maybe you don't need as much. And what we did was we kind of reformulated, rejigged everything, conducted the R&D again, and our current magnesium, I mean, since we did that reformulation, yeah, there has been, had one issue. and Maya has been able to digest magnesium for the first time in her life. Um, yeah. So, so I, I mean, a, a yeah. part of it, not to interrupt, but a part of it is also learning as we go, right? Sure. Knowing that there, ha- like this, this piece and this population has been quite underserved in terms of research. Um, and it is very well known that like the difference between men and women's research is huge, but even within Asia, as we start to build Moom, we're noticing more and more things that we would like research to be around. And I think it's a work in progress for Moom as well. Like, how can we be a part of that? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that's a little bit later on. Yeah, interesting. Magnesium is a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, I did just get my bloods done and magnesium's very low. But I've been taking the uh, magnesium L-treonate the, yeah. the, just because of Dr. Huberman, sorry, I, I, he's, he's sort of my uh, little health nut crush at the moment. But then she she um, she prescribed me some magnesium glycinate. That's which, what we have. Okay, yeah. which is like which calms the nervous system. Yeah. I was telling her that I was experiencing a little bit of anxiety, so it calms you down. But I think that's really pertinent information to mm-hmm. note that research is done based on the region that you're trying to serve, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you're not, you're trying to stay in Asia then, huh? Yes. Yes. 100%. Oh, love yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> I love that there's some conviction in yes. that. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan of supplements. Mm-hmm. I think I always have been. I mean, I look into my um, little medicine cabinet and I may have, I mean, 
literally 18 (laughs) different things, you know. And it's just, depending on how I feel that day, I do take different things because I do know the body sort of acclimates at some times. And I don't know. I just, I kind of want to be my own little doctor and prescribe Mm -hmm. me my own thing. (laughs) And, you know, going through your website, I really enjoyed the personalization of the branding that you do. You know, you go through a little quiz Mm -hmm. and then... Next thing you know, I get shipped a box with these cute little green sachets, you know, with sort of tick marks, you know, what you want and what you need, right? For your skin, mm-hmm. for your daily health. Yeah. How do you go about that process? Is there like an algorithm that decides? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So going back to like our Avengers team, when we, when we were looking to launch, um, a big part of what their role was, was formulation. But the other side of it was also helping us figure out, okay, what questions do we need to prod people with Mm -hmm. to understand what sort of nutrients they need to get? So the quiz that you see on our website was actually a hundred percent made by our expert advisory board. So they're the ones that gave us the questions and then they worked with us to figure out, okay, what's the recommendation logic here and how can we then build that into an algorithm that can churn out a specific set of results for you. So Mm. it's funny because we're oftentimes asked from people that are maybe investors or people that are in operations like, oh, you must prepackage everything and then just send it out. Like I'm sure there's like a churned set of results that every single person gets. (laughs) And we're always like, no, no, no. This is actually very different depending on the person. And kind of like how you are coming up with your own concoction, we actually let our community change, adapt, Um, alter their kind of subscription Mm -hmm. whenever they want. So if you were saying, you know, for a month I want to take this, but recently I've been feeling really anxious. Like, are there things that can help me with that Mm. that I can then switch things out for? And so we're 100% able to do that. We want to be there on everyone's like kind of personal journey and adapt as we go. And that's why we keep our experts around because as we adapt our quiz or as we add in new supplements, we want to make sure that it's all falling in line with the original set of questions that we came up with. For sure. And they, yeah. they are personalized because I looked at one of my friend's moons mm-hmm. and I had, cause I carry them around with me for, yeah. you know, it's, it's very easy, right? Yeah. Convenient to just open and like, okay, I got this little package. I'm traveling next week and mm-hmm. I've already stuck my whole like month's <laughs> supply of moom in there. Yeah. Um, but I did notice that they were there were different yeah. supplements yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. What if I want to take them all? So we I felt do a bit say, like, what was that yeah. one? <laughs> like, why didn't I get that? It's so funny. I love when people say that. Um, so technically, all of our supplements are formulated to be 100% safe to take together. So if somebody wanted to take every single product we have, you 100% can. What we recommend is don't do that. Mm. And the reason is not because we don't want you to take all of Moom products or that it's not safe, but more that sustainably on a daily basis, most people are not going to, it's not going to be a pleasurable experience to take 12, 13, 14 capsules a day. Mm. Some people can do it and they don't mind it. And then I think, okay, that's fine. But even me personally, I don't, I wouldn't want to necessarily do that. So That's why we have our personalized range, which is the little green packets, and those can be taken. Those should be taken, sorry, every single day. 
um, and are curated to what you need on a daily basis. And then we have Debloat and Sleep, which are our two functional products. Those don't need to be taken every day. And the main reason we did that was because you don't feel bloated necessarily every day. You don't need sleep support necessarily every day, but they're also safe to take every day. So it's kind of giving you that flexibility and optionality, but also creating like a daily ritual that is not that difficult or doesn't seem like a chore to add into your everyday. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. I mean... How do you decide which supplements to put on your list? Because, of course, there are the top, you know, mm-hmm. let's say 12 that yeah. everyone talks about, right? But then there are these really obscure ones <laughs> like Go to Cola. I've started, um, I've started uh, taking, it's like this red algae. I'm okay, getting yeah, into the algae yeah. world right now. Astaxanthin, I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great for your skin. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like when do you start to like go, hmm, actually, let's uh, let's bring in this bad boy in, in, in the mix. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything we do is 100% driven by our community. So okay. before we even officially launched, we actually ran a beta for six months with just 50 friends that we had, and then we asked them to invite 50 friends to the beta. So we had 100 women in Singapore, and we were just testing things like, okay, what are the different issues that you're looking at? What are the things that you're experiencing? How can we kind of start narrowing down to a set of, we launched with nine supplements at the time, that might cover many of the issues that we're seeing if we can mix and match. And so that was how we began, and we've continued doing that ever since. So we now have what we call a close friends group of Moom. Mm. Um, It's open to anyone who wants to be a part of it. We publish it on our Instagram like every couple of months when we are asking for help from our community. But essentially, they are the ones that we send surveys to. We ask like, okay, what are the issues that you're facing right now? How are you experiencing these issues? And then they're actually part of the whole entire testing process from the supplement to also figuring out, okay, what's the packaging for this product going to be? What colors are your favorite options? Um, and Debloat is like a really great example of that. So when we started, we started just with our quiz and our quiz-based supplements. And so we looked at all of the issues people were facing from the quiz and we took a really data-driven approach. And the number one issue we were seeing was bloating. But people that were experiencing bloating on a daily basis were being able to get support from things like licorice root and our symbiotic, which are two of the supplements that we had. But when people maybe got really intense period bloat or were getting bloating after meals and things like that, they wanted like a fast acting relief, but they wanted it to be 100% natural. Like a laxative. Not a laxative, like a bloating relief. So when you get kind of that water retention, that balloon-esque feeling in your stomach. So what's the ingredient um, that does that? So it's a combination of seven herbs and two digestive enzymes that are fruit-based. That is now our number one bestseller. But the way we actually went about that was we we first tested it with our R&D team and our advisory team. And then it went to Millie and I, then it went to our team. And then it went through actually like four or five rounds of testing with our community. And so we, we didn't launch the product until 86% felt relief in 30 minutes mm. and 92% felt relief, like complete relief by the next morning. Um, and so that was like a huge, okay, we're ready to take this product to the market. They chose the color packaging that we have. So the blue and orange D bloat was actually chosen by our community. I think Millie and I wanted a different color <laughs> too. So <laughs> we let them lead that. Um, and that's the same thing that happened with sleep. So sleep was the second biggest issue that we were seeing 
um, people face. And as we continue to product develop, like we're really just looking at, okay, what are the issues people are facing? Is there research out there that we're not looking at right now? How can we partner with organizations to better further that research? But also, what better way to create a product than from the people who need it? I know that a lot of your emphasis and focus started because of these PMS issues, mm -hmm. right? Um, so if I were to say, if I were to give my partner mm -hmm. one of my little sachets, right? He's a man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, that would be okay, right? It's quite universal. Like, how do you sort of approach that? Yeah, so the issues that we solve for are very much women's health-based. Um, mm -hmm. And the formulations, we try as best as possible to make them as women's-focused. But that being said, like, men can take a supplement. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's not a pharmaceutical that's going to, like, make you grow boobs or, like, <laughs> things like that have those side effects, right? A magnesium is quite universal. The dosage that we have might not be enough for a male body. We don't know the answer to that necessarily. But, I mean, our husbands take Moom as well. So um, it's 100% it's possible. It's just really understanding that, like, this wasn't necessarily formulated and fully created for you, which... We are quite used to, right? Because as we mentioned, most of the things out there aren't formulated and made for women in any case. Um, so yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, and I think like sleep well is a really good example. Yeah. Yes, sleep is an issue that men face. Um, women tend to face insomnia 40% more than men. Um, and that was something we saw through our quiz. But something we've noticed as we've kind of been speaking with our community is that a lot of women feel great after just taking one capsule of sleep well, like they're able to sleep better, kind of stay asleep, fall asleep. Most men who try it say that I need to take two. Mm. So that kind of becomes this like dose issue. Similarly with deep bloat, like not me personally, but like Maya, for example, is very happy with like one capsule of deep bloat. She feels that relief much better. Um, my husband takes deep bloat all the time. He never feels anything when he takes one. And that's just like, it's genetic differences, right? Mm. Um, so those are little things to keep in mind. Everything is safe for men, but we'll always formulate and target issues that you know, more sway towards women. Got it. That's yeah. solidarity, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. us women have to band together. Exactly. <laughs> You know, right now I'm thinking about the current supplements industry and how there's been a lot of pushback on the quality of yeah. the ingredients, right? I mean, there was this whole scandal back in the day of, I forget which supplement, but, you know, the things that were being sold at GNC and mm -hmm. those really, yeah. you know, those big brands, those multivitamins actually something like 80% couldn't be digested into your yeah. system and all that, right? So where do you source your supplements just out of curiosity? And how do you know or how can you assure its quality? Yeah, so it's pretty crazy because the supplement market in general is quite unregulated just throughout the world, to be completely honest. So when issues like that come up, it's because there aren't necessarily huge requirements from, you know, the health organizations around the world that make you say this is what is exactly in my supplement so if you notice like the other ingredients portion of a supplement label will have a lot of words that most people don't understand but they also might not have things that are actually in the supplements because you're not you're not necessarily having to put all of those ingredients up front so it's kind of like an optional thing we at moon put every single thing that's in our supplements you know front and center to make sure people are understanding that but Quality comes from a, a couple different ways. I think one is obviously the sourcing and making sure your manufacturer is ethical and all of those things. But the second is making sure you're testing supplements. So 
You can test for basic things like heavy metals, but it's also really important to make sure you're testing for things like antimicrobials. If the dose that is stated in the supplement is actually what's in the supplement. So a manufacturer can do that, but that might be a bit biased because they're the ones that are creating the supplement. So they could lie if they wanted to. So what we do is actually take it a step further. We do all the tests with our manufacturer, but then we also test with a third party. It's one of the biggest labs in the world called Eurofins. Essentially, they're an unbiased third party that will give you results and they can't lie about what's in that. So mm. we actually get everything tested to ensure what the manufacturer sends us is 100% true. So that's just a step that I think Moom takes. Um, most supplement brands in the world actually don't do that because it costs money. Um, we do that. But in terms of sourcing, we also source globally and then get everything manufactured in Asia itself. So we want to keep everything's as, everything as close to home as possible. Um, but we do source ingredients from around the world. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I've been loving taking my moom every day. I, uh, especially the fact that I know that ashwanga is in there somewhere, just that I'm always <laughs> taking a dose of ashwanga every day. It's like my favorite supplement because of its, uh, yeah, it's definitely harmonizing a, effect. Yeah, oh. it's definitely something that we have noticed is very popular. I think stress, anxiety is an issue that I don't want to say only women face, but because our community is very women focused, that we have noticed a lot of women do face and struggle with. And it it's is, something for sure. We're constantly trying to further formulate for and develop. It is unfortunately a very tricky thing to tackle as well. Mm. Um and can't necessarily you know, there isn't a miracle, well. Xanax, I guess, but <laughs> there isn't a miracle natural remedy that just, you know, can make all of your anxiety and stress go away, even tempor temporarily. But ashwagandha and incorporating things like ashwagandha, magnesium is so helpful for that. Um, so yeah, mm. we're happy yeah, to exactly. hear that. Yeah, exactly. And plus, you know, I mean, like you said, there's no miracle cure. Exactly. Moom isn't going to cure it if <laughs> no, your lifestyle doesn't yeah. support it, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. It's just one of those additional things that you can incorporate into your life that just keep things going yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So what's next, ladies? Um, I mean, I think the next year is going to be very focused on education, research, and then we are going to be officially launching in Malaysia. So we are currently working, we currently ship to Malaysia, but we're working on doing an official launch of Moom in Malaysia. Stay tuned for that in the first couple months of next year. And then on the education and research front, kind of like what Maya mentioned, we are, you know, really working on finding different partners, both on the university side of things, as well as researchers, um, to further understand women's health and then help us formulate better and work with our development team to really be able to do that. Um, and then also ultimately be able to distill all that information down in a way that our community can understand it very easily and feel like they're in, you know, the driver's seat of their own kind of well-being journey. So, yeah. Awesome. We're very excited for 2023. I just recently heard that you guys got funded. Yes, we did. Woo. We closed our seed round in September, um, which is very yeah. exciting. Um, and that was led by DSG, which is a consumer part, a consumer ventures company, uh, VC. Oh my God, I should probably say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
It was led by DSG, which is a VC that focuses on consumer products in South Asia. Um, they're amazing. And then we also did get funding from Nuguru, which is founded by the co-founding team of Redmart and um, Love Bonito. So we were their first external investment, which was very exciting. Um, we're super happy with having everybody on our board kind of working alongside us and growing Moom. Um, to hopefully everything that we want it to be over the yeah. next several years. Awesome yeah. job. Yeah, I mean, Love Benito mm-hmm. is so in line with your ethos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hello, yeah. modern Asian woman. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Okay, and then, so are you guys planning another round anytime oh, soon? Not any, I mean, maybe soon, but we're we're really focusing on our growth for the next year right now and not necessarily looking at external funding at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. awesome job, ladies. So many congratulations. It's not Thank easy you. to do, you know, and after like not. just 18 months after <laughs> product launch, like, hell yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a long journey, but we're very happy that it happened. Yeah. Just another really quick side note. Uh, where did Moom come from? <laughs> I wish we had a good story yeah. for this now. <laughs> we don't know if this is a good story or not, but essentially we wanted a name that meant absolutely nothing but could encompass a couple different things. It does feel very, like, wombie. Yes. So we spun it into that, I think, eventually. But we were thinking about names, and then Millie and I read this article about how Gwyneth Paltrow started Goop and how she came up with the name Goop. And she writes that she asked her advisors, like, how do you come up with a name? And someone told her that internet companies or like e-commerce businesses that have two O's in them in a row are always really successful. So Yahoo, Google, Facebook, Zoom, Goop, um, there's a lot out there that you'll start to notice. And so she just added GP to it, which is Goop today. And then we were sitting at the dinner table with our mom and she was like, well, why don't you just do M&M, like Moom? And we were like, that's so stupid. Like, (laughs) mom, (laughs) really? And then we were just sitting, it was a big family dinner and everyone was like, no, Moom sounds really good. And so then we were like, okay, we like it actually. Like it's rolling off the tongue. And then things like Womb came, mom came, moon like your moon cycle mm-hmm. and so it all just kind of like fell into place and that's kind of that's how. a great story <laughs> that's a fantastic story amazing yeah it's also like if you if you spin it upside down it becomes like a wow <laughs> we haven't tried that, that one yet. that's a first one but it is really interesting because um we always said that we wanted a name that was like kind of a conversation like people would ask about it and so i guess that we did achieve um and it's always interesting to hear how people interpret it like you said womb first a lot of people say mom yeah um which were like okay that's great too actually when we were in malaysia a couple people thought it was pronounced mom and so we were like oh okay interesting like oh. can be taken a lot of different ways I don't really know what to say to that, yeah. but yeah, I mean, maybe that's just what they saw it. They saw it as an optical illusion yeah, almost, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and that's sort yeah. of, and it's in line with your women's empowerment mm-hmm. theme, yeah. right? Well, thank you so much, Millie and Maya, for thank being on you. the podcast. It was so lovely to have you. I'm thank so excited you. to just see what you guys come up with and how this brand transpires. With that, I thank you so much once again for being on the podcast. All the best. Thank, thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening well. I thoroughly enjoyed having Millie and Maya on the show. And they have been so they have been so kind to offer a discount for my listeners, 10% off their first purchase with any other products. And you can use the code Steph LW10. And this will be valid for about three months. And this will be valid for three months from February 20th, 2023. So get on it. Start your supplement journey. You won't regret it. Till next week. Till next week. Take care of yourself and have a wonderful week.